Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. From the Financial Times, this is Hard Currency. I'm Roger Blitz, and welcome to the FT's weekly podcast on the FX market. Mario Draghi has launched a robust defence of European Central Bank policy, illustrating just how much pressure the ECB is feeling from sustained criticism about its basket of policies, negative interest rates, QE, and also how it's having not enough effect on increasing inflation, and also how the Eurozone project is under pressure as a whole. Can Mario Draghi hold the line and convince the market that the Eurozone is safe in his hands? I'm joined this week by Charles Santano, the FX strategist of Nomura. Charles, what did you make of the ECB policy meeting outcome and the Draghi view of the world? The outcome was not really surprising. So close from having made such a big announcement earlier this year mm. of cutting rates and increasing the size of QE and expanding the asset purchases program. It would have been surprising for Mario Draghi to announce anything new uh, yes. today. They will rather wait and see how those measures are affecting the economy, waiting also to see the results from the TLTRO later this year before taking a new stance on whether or not they need to provide further stimulus. So the interest is, was in the Q&A and what he was saying about, you know, this is the only game in town, he was effectively saying, wasn't he? Yeah, well, the ECB has a very hard game to play is that they're trying to stimulate an economy which with a tool that is losing effectiveness mm. gradually with time. They need local governments to decide that, yes, we need to do structural reform, but they also need some others to realize that fiscal policy also has a role to play. We're recording this in the immediate aftermath of that, and we saw the euro rise 0.9% or about 1% as quickly as it then fell. This is a market that is pretty worried about its positions all the time, not just the euro, but in other currencies as well. Is that how you see it? Yeah, I see it like that. It seems that there's a lot of expectations at positioning, especially in euros. I wouldn't be surprised some market participants went into the meeting with, well, let's take a, a hint and maybe go short euro in, or in case he announced something new just as a risk. Yeah. And then you unwind that very quickly when you, once you realize that they're not changing their policy. I mean, actually, the interesting thing was the anticipation of this meeting, well, mm -hmm. of previous meetings, have actually created quite a lot of volatility, a lot of buying against the euro in the last meeting, and then it was quickly reversed. But this time, there didn't seem to be that much movement. It was almost as if the market was saying, we've actually been burnt by having too much faith in Draghi in the past, and we're not going to have that to this time. Well, in a way, the market was burnt twice over the past uh, <laughs> yeah. recent recent months. So I mean, was badly surprised in December expecting too much and got little and now exactly. and then earlier this year expecting nothing and being surprised on the other side. So I think the market went in saying that, well, we don't expect much, but I still Yeah. Let's be prepared in case, in case something happens. But effectively it is as you were, it is status quo and it is the jury very much being out on the basket of ECB policies, particularly low interest rates, which, as with 
other currencies has led to a rising euro against the uh, impact yeah. it's going to have. I mean, this is going to carry on for a while, isn't it? It depends. I think one, one thing that we have to keep in mind is that the rising euro or the rising yen also happened at the same time where you had weakness on the US dollar side. Yeah. So it's hard to detangle what has been driving really the appreciation of the euro. But it is a bit concerning that looser monetary policy actually is leading to a currency appreciation. And this rising euro is making imports cheaper, and that's not having much impact, therefore, on inflation. It just feels like the inflation target is just further and further away. Well, I think a lot of countries are realizing that inflation is getting, or inflation targets are getting harder and harder to reach. I think also it shows that there's a limit to monetary policy. Yes. Let's try and be a bit more upbeat, Charles. <laughs> the one thing we can say is that if all these central banks were having the prime aim of trying to create market stability, they have succeeded. Is that fair? Yeah, well, given the amount of uncertainty out there, of course, they kind of re managed to create some sense of stability. The euro has been relatively stable. If I put an economist's hat instead of a currency strategist's hat, for a business, that's exactly what you want. Yeah. You want a relatively stable exchange rate so you can make your plans and reduce general uncertainty. There's already enough uncertainty on the global economy if they don't have to think about the effects. Yes. To that extent, we can pretty much predict what the Fed and the BOJ are going to do next week. Well, pretty much, they on, in the case of the Fed, not much has changed. We can clearly feel that they're worried about the, uh, the global outlook and the impact that the strong dollar is having on the economy. Because one thing is a lot of people seem to be forgetting that the U.S. economy is getting, or has gotten, slightly more open than it used to be over the past 10 years. And EM economies are having much more impact. So if, they, if you have a downgrade of growth in those countries, mm. it has more impact on the Fed. So they'll probably keep their own the same tone that they had in March. And Bank of Japan will squeal about the strength of the yen, but do nothing about it. Well, there's still a bit of risk that they could decide to do more. But doing more on their side would probably be more doing increasing the size of QE or purchasing new types of assets. I think there would be more on that side. If you to use the BOJ lingo, instead of doing rates and going more in terms of quality and quantity of purchases. Let's talk about the other daily issues of uncertainty. First of all, Brexit. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Charles. I'm going to say, I'm going to claim that this week was a turning point. We saw some strengthening in the polls. We saw a very, very, it, the polls in favour of Remain. We saw a very robust Treasury report about the risk. Mm -hmm. We saw a pretty lame response from the Leave campaign. And we are seeing Obama arrive to support the whole case. And when you look at some of the movements in implied vol on three-month sterling dollar, you see actually that the pricing has gone down considerably. Does the market think the tide may have shifted? I wouldn't say the, the tide has shifted or they feel it has shifted. I think it's more maybe a pause or just a little period where things are calming a bit, but we're still far away from the pole. We still have a good month and a half to go before we go to votes. So a lot can change. I think that's a, that's a big thing. But as you pointed, there's some positive coming out or some... Yeah, I said positive, but more, this more... Uh, Supporting of the Remain camp. Yeah. 
Vic, do you? Uh, I mean, the, the the move on Thursday of Sterling, quite a significant move, about mm-hmm. about three quarters of a percent. Again, that that retraced, but it's almost like you can feel the market is just trying to, almost like wanting to believe that there is now a clearer path and a clearer idea that that perhaps Brexit just isn't going to happen. We should just stop fretting about the implications of that for Sterling. Yeah, probably something like that, but. I think also market participants still realize that there's a lot of risk. And the question is, are we just more in kind of a, a range where, well, 145 could be the new top. And as we get too high, some market participant will come to say, well, the risk is still there. We probably will be trading into a range as we reach a referendum. So be it staying between 140, 145, just as we play that kind of range. Okay. I can't yeah. draw you on making a, a call on Brexit, and I appreciate <laughs> I can understand that. But let's move on to the other big uncertainty. That's the oil price, which seems to be just, for most of this week at least, has been trying to rally on any news, good news or bad news. We had a failed Doha meeting, and we had EM currencies quaking in their boots, if they can quake in their boots. But actually, the fears on the oil price retreating didn't happen. Is the market again trying to find some conviction in this asset, this crucial asset? There's different points here that are important. I think the reaction to the Doha lack of agreement was very interesting. It sold off and then shrugged it off mm. almost completely on the same day, which was a bit counterintuitive in a way, especially that you could feel that the market was getting probably a bit long oil mm. before ahead of the meeting. Yeah. But on the flip side, you had decent kind of appetite for risk. So you've had rallying equity for the past few days. And other commodities were also performing relatively well. So you kind of wonder, okay, maybe there's something a bit more fundamental. And you're seeing also some changes in the balance of oil. You've had, you're you're seeing decline in U.S. oil production. That could be bringing a bit more of a balance in the market. But I'm starting to wonder if we're not getting a bit overexcited and the market might be too long on oil and at risk of a correction if we get some bad news of some kind. Just about the only rally this year that has been sustained has been the emerging markets FX. Is that going to carry on? And the commodity currencies, also the other ones. It seems that those kind of risky currencies, I would would call them, have been performing very well. And I think in in a way, it's partly due to Fed policy. The dollar has been much weaker because the Fed is more uncertain about the global outlook. But it also means that interest rates will be kept lower for longer. So that's probably feeding into risk sentiment. In conclusion, Charles, this feels like a position-sensitive market. You just don't want to hold on to a call for that long. Yeah, well, there's so many risks going into the summer. You have Brexit is probably the biggest one, but then you have the Fed in June, whether it's alive or not, will they be able to hike rates? Uh, you have also... Well, in the case of say, places like Australia, you'll have elections. You have the impeachment in Brazil. So you will have a lot of risk mm. going on around the world for the next few months. So, and it really feels that investors are not keen on taking positions for more than a couple of weeks. Yeah, as much as we can expect. My thanks to Charles Santarno from Namura. Do join us again next week for Hard Currency. But among other things, we will discuss the Fed's views on the global economy and that Bank of Japan policy meeting. So in the meantime, keep up to date with all the Forex news and analysis on ft.com forward slash markets. Goodbye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, 
you might like to try our FT News podcasts, which focus on one of the main issues of the day and bring you the insights and expertise of our global network of journalists, as well as outside contributors. You can download these at ft.com slash podcasts most days of the week. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.